Hello, everybody, and welcome once again to Apostolic Children's Ministry Podcast. This is a very different type of podcast where I actually have video with it, which is pretty cool. And I have someone that's never been on the podcast. In fact, um, I actually don't know you that well, but I hope to get to. Uh, this is Brother uh, Pelletier. 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 Okay. Yes, sir. And from Oklahoma City. And we actually uh, got acquainted because we have a WhatsApp chat with children's ministers of the apostolic movement is what it's called. And it's just people across the United States that are passionate about children's ministry. And uh, he connected with us and he has been posting some exciting stuff in that chat. And I just love what I'm hearing. And brother, thank you for joining us. We'd love to pick your brain. You got some neat stuff going. And part of the excitement that got me so pumped up, it wasn't just the pictures and the neat decorations, but the results. I'm seeing that, you know, kids are getting the Holy Ghost on a regular basis at your church. And I just love to, to that's find the goal. out. That's the goal. That's the goal. Let's <clears throat> find out what all you got going on. So why don't you just kind of give us the, uh, the, the two minutes of who you, who you are, how you got into children's ministry, your background, et cetera, just whatever you like people to know. All right. So like you said, I'm James Pelletier, uh, Oklahoma City, Oklahoma, brother, pastor, uh, McDonald's Church at Apostolic Faith Tabernacle. And uh, I have been involved in Sunday school since very shortly after I got into the church. I got in church. I wasn't raised in this. I got in as a teenager um, back in the mid 90s, uh, was really looking for God and, and found found this truth, and it's just awesome. And it's been awesome ever since. So um, really about six months or so after I got the Holy Ghost, um, I was just playing around, goofing off with some of our youth group friends, and one of them was a teacher. So I picked up her manual, her teacher manual, and just started, you know, being silly with the with the lesson um, just as we were hanging out. She says, you know what, you probably ought to jump into Sunday school with us and come see what it's about. So I'd never been to a Sunday school class um, ever. <laughs> I did some Catholic CCD when I was a little kid. And then uh, other than that, I hadn't, hadn't experienced any of it. So I jumped into kids church and was doing puppets and clowns and characters and stuff like that. And, and I haven't got out since um, it's been, it's just been a blast to be involved in kids and, and helping kids and showing kids how to how to live for God. So, um, been doing that. We were we were in kids church. My wife at the time we were just dating. She was involved in bus ministry. Um, she came in about the same time, exactly the same time I did, and uh, she got involved in bus ministry. I did Sunday school, and then we both got up into Sunday school teaching classes. And uh, since 2011, we've been leading the the Sunday school department here. So, just incredible fun and uh you know you get to work with uh, you said it this week on your pod that podcast the uh, the best teams ever uh children's workers so i love our teachers teams that we have here and bus ministry teams that we have here and yeah, they're just amazing the the burden and the love and, and everything that we do i love to hear you say that i i think everybody should feel that way about your local team should be people that you genuinely like, that you like to hang out with, that you like to talk to. Like something goofy happened this morning, just a funny, you know, oops text through a voice <laughs> text that went awry. And that's where <laughs> I posted it. Cause I think I, they're, they're the kind that appreciate that. Uh, they, they, they're just great people. I like to hang out with them and I love that you feel the same way about yours. That's so healthy. 
Um, so you posted some really neat stuff, but some fun stuff. I like the fact that you don't take yourself seriously in the sense that you posted some of like the kids duct taping you to a wall, oh, yeah. <laughs> which is so cool. So I'd love to hear the background on that picture. Uh, and now, uh, unfortunately, it sounds like you got our teachers wanting to duct tape me to a wall. So I'd like to not thank you for that at all. <laughs> but well, give me some background on that. That's, that's yeah. great. So that's one of our, and we stole this years and years ago from, I think, Brother Betts, and it's, we call it Little Things Big. And so every week, and, and you guys do something similar, I'm sure, but every week we take something small and we just make it kind of a big deal for the week. Like uh, in December, we're going to have a Goofy Glove Sunday. So everybody's going to wear their winter gloves and they'll be decorated up all goofy and, and crazy. Our favorite ones are like silly socks and that silly hat or um, your popcorn thing on the bus recently. That That is something that's going to make its way to our little things big. And one of ours was this duct taping to the wall. And I don't remember what they had to do because it was years ago, but they did whatever it was we were supposed to do. And they duct taped me. And, and I guess we used that door um, right there, our Sunday school office door. and. I'm I'm sure we made sure that room was empty first, but they they got me up on the chair and they used a lot of duct tape and held me right up there. And it was just one of our little things big, just something to pump up Sunday school every week to make it exciting. I love that. I've heard too. Brother Dwayne Uzzel from Union City, Tennessee. He says that all the time. Make little things big. You don't have to spend a lot of money to have a neat memory, a neat uh, draw for kids to come. So you just mentioned a few there. You said the... Uh, Goofy socks, I believe, goofy gloves, and there was a hat. Is that is that the oh, other one you mentioned? Yeah, that's one of our favorite ones to do every year. Silly oh, we've hats not done day. that, and I love that idea. Why don't you kind of expand on that a little bit? I think that's well, great. You, you got a whole wall of them there behind you, it looks like. <laughs> I, I do have my share. <laughs> yeah, I'm actually surrounded. I've probably got 30 of them around me right now. And and that's it. Just that on when it's crazy hat Sunday, all the kids, all the teachers, everybody wears crazy hats to Sunday school. And, um, you know, we usually will do a little prize. Sometimes it's just in each classroom we'll have a winner. And sometimes it's, you know, if we're all in kids church or something, we'll pick a winner. But the craziest hat gets something, whether it's a candy bar or extra turn on the game that we're playing or whatever it, it might be. Um, but, yeah, and the kids make up some crazy stuff. Like you can tell they, they get in their mom's craft cl closet and start pulling out googly eyes and all kinds of stuff. That's so cool. Was there any sort of, of maybe the first time you did it, were the kids a little hesitant about diving in to that? Or was it the first time you did it, they jumped on board? Because we found sometimes, not we've never tried this particular thing, that it takes a couple times of doing stuff before the kids kind of get the vision of, oh, I can do this and still be cool, or, or I, can, I can get involved and have a good time. Um, yeah. Did you experience that? So I think for the most part um, that we really jumped into it, but I think, I think the key was, you know, knowing that their teachers are going to do it too. Uh, and then, and then we've, we've just got some great people. And I, I think, you know, they did go to their mom's closets and get stuff out and mama helped and, you know, it became like a family. Hey, let's see how, how goofy we can get yours this week. You know, that I kind love of, it. that kind of thing. Yeah, that's like the weekly challenge at our at our church. The idea that we 
started with was connecting with them from Monday to Saturday, not just on Sundays. How do we do that? And we still haven't cracked the code completely, but uh, we started putting out a weekly challenge where the kids do something that is leading into the next Sunday between you know, Monday to Saturday. And sometimes it'll be draw a picture of a certain thing or uh, go witness to a neighbor or you know, something. And if you complete the challenge, you get, you know, the, uh, the a prize, but you also get pulled up on, on stage in front of all of your peers. And it's a big deal. They, they feel like a big, big stuff. The reason I brought that up is the first time we did it, we had no one wanted to do it. <laughs> I mean, they just didn't want to do it. Second week, when we finally had one do it, it broke the ice and everybody wanted to be that person. They wanted to be the one getting the prize for being up on stage. And now it's a culture thing. Like everybody knows when we yep. do weekly challenge, like I had a kid today, literally from our Christian school, I walked by and they said, what's our weekly challenge this week? Cause they're now there. It's just part of the, the culture of being a Sunday school kid in our church. So I would, that's why I asked, I didn't know if it was something you had to break the ice before they would accept it. You know, we've been doing it so long now. And that's, that's something that I think is, is kind of cool about, about this particular aspect of what we do, this little thing's big is we've been doing it so long. I don't remember when we exactly started it. It's like we've, it's that part of our culture now. And, and, you know, sometimes they're not as exciting and other times they're just top of the world. Great. Everybody's involved. Everybody's doing it. So, I mean, we just had our youth class, 12 and 13 year olds on backwards Sunday and every single one of them, wore something backwards or had something backwards. And, you know, you had 13 year olds that it's hard to be hard to impress those ones. Sometimes they're, they're kind of the two cool for Sunday school and uh, they got all into it. It was great. If you can, if you can get the youth into it, you know, you've done something that's, that's saying something. So do you have any more? I have a goofy hat, gloves, socks, backwards Sunday. I love these. Any, any more that you guys do? I'm oh, stealing man. these, by the way. So don't say them uh, if you don't want us to try them. <laughs> we've got one of the things that we love to do, too, and winter's coming, so it's on my mind, is Snowball Sunday. Ooh, what's that? Uh, we have a tub. I don't know where they came from, but we've got a tub of fake snowballs. They're just cotton balls, huge cotton balls, and we dump them all in our kids chapel room or in one of the rooms up here or divide them up and uh as soon as those kids are coming up the stairs for sunday school we're loaded up as teachers and we're pelting them with these things and then we just have a good time of pelting each other with snowballs and snowball sundays become a, a great one it doesn't matter what the weather is outside i might even do it next summer just just to mix things up but oh that's uh, cool you know snowball fight in july that that sounds like a blast to me so that is, I love, I love stuff like this. Any, any others that we're going to uh, hopefully be stealing, like I said, all of these, if we can over time. I mean, we, we got, we do the, we go through some of the candy sometimes, Skittles Sunday, candy corn Sunday, uh, thankful Sunday, testimony Sunday. Oh man. If What's you, testimony if you can, Sunday? uh, pretty much where you have, have kids just testify. Um, just in kids' church, we'll share share what God's done for us. Um, just lots of just pretty much. You can put the word Sunday at the end of anything and have a, <laughs> have a Sunday for it. I love it. I love it. I love it. That is way cool. We so do. I love we try that. to post them on our Instagram and uh, Facebook pages, and and of course in our church family pages and stuff like that, so that people know what's coming. But 
Yes, sir. Do you use something like that every Sunday? Every Sunday. Yes, we try to have something. And some are bigger than others. Some are more exciting than others. But every week sure. we try to do something special. That's cool. And are you uh, promoting this both to the bus riders? Do you guys run buses, by the way? Yeah. Yeah. We've got three f- 15 passenger vans that we run out every awesome. week. And uh, yeah, yeah, we promote it um, to all of them. So when they go on visitation, we have a, a little flyer that has the whole month on there, what we're doing for little things big. And we try to send that home with every kid every week as well. Okay. Uh, break that down for me. So you, on the flyers, the entire month schedule you said yeah just the uh it just has the date and like a little if it's candy corn sunday it has a picture of candy corn uh next to it or silly socks will have a picture of socks and stuff like that where we just say this date this time silly sock silly hat whatever it might be i love that is that is that something you you could send like a snapshot of just what that roughly looks like and i could put a link to it in the bottom yeah absolutely that would be awesome that's cool. I like that. Um, now, what what type of breakdown do you have of, of classrooms and ages? I'm always interested. Um, at our church, we have a lot of people ask us, what do you guys do as far as age group? And, and uh, like I said, breakdown of, of, of class ages. Do you do it by uh, grade or whatever? Yeah. Um, but yeah, ours is not dictated by what I recommend. Ours is dictated by just our facilities. We don't have a choice the way we do it. So I'm curious, what do you guys do? Yeah, we currently, we've got a uh, toddler and pre-K are in a class together. And then we have, oh, well, we've got nursery for until your potty train downstairs. And then, but for Sunday school, we've got toddler and pre-K together, kindergarten, first and second grade together, third, fourth grade together. Uh, our, what we call preteen class, it's about fifth and sixth grade together. And then our youth class, which is 12 and 13 year olds. So most of them do go by their grades in school, but, um, the, the older ones, they move when, when their birthday is. So we do a promotion Sunday. That's one of our Sundays for little things big. It becomes a big, big things, little, maybe I don't know, (laughs) but promotion Sunday where we promote them all to the next class. Uh, so we do that every year in May. Got it. And so when they turn 14, are they no longer in one of your classrooms now? They're kind of handled by the youth department or how do you guys do that? Yeah, they move into the adult class. So on on Sundays we have 1 PM service. And so, um, really we kick off with kids church right after pre-service prayer. So at 1245, uh, 1245, 1250, right around there, they come up for kids' church where we all meet from um, from the three-year-old to the 13-year-old in our children's chapel, and we just have a loud um, 15 minutes or so of songs, memorization, fun, games, that kind of thing, and then we break up into our classes. Okay, and, so that uh, first 15 minutes— is that more worship songs, action songs, or is it, is it, cause you got a wide range of ages. How are, how are you reaching all of them? Or are you doing kind of what we do? Shoot at the middle and hope for the rest, hope for the best. Yeah, we do. And we put some things in each one for the upper and the lower. Um, as far as the songs go, it's the traditional Sunday school songs is really what we're aiming for. A lot of the action songs, okay. uh, we'll throw some worship in there. Uh, but it's a lot of the, we didn't want to miss out sometimes in classes. If the teacher's not geared toward music, 
then sometimes it's easy for in the in the classroom setting for the songs to just kind of go by the wayside. Sure. And it's a smaller group, so you don't feel as safe maybe um, getting involved in that as a kid. And so we do that in our in our kids' church. And yeah, everybody everybody can do Lord's Army. We love it. I love it. That's that's fantastic. So after that 15 minutes, they break into classes, and then it's more of that. I, I like. I really like that concept because you are kind of getting the best of both worlds in a in a children's church style setting. Many times you lose that personal connection. That's exactly right. And in the yeah. personal class, sometimes you lose that group dynamic that yep. you get so much out Energy of Energy and atmosphere. Yeah, absolutely. I like that. You guys have bridged that gap. That's that's really neat. It's a great idea. In fact, when we have different facilities, maybe <laughs> we'll be able to pull off something like that. I, I love it. That's great. Uh, the, so go ahead. In the kids' church, too, we're also, like this year, we're all learning the books of the Bible. Um, and we want to do it with a little twist. So we've seen it done, the books of the Bible, Thompson Chain style. Um, and so we just kind of re rebranded it. The books of the Bible, AFT style. And okay. so every one of our kids is learning the books of the Bible and their breakdown, like the Pentateuch, the first five books of the Bible, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy. And then we'll move into history. Oh, that's books cool. That tell you the history of the nation of Israel and go through those. And so that we, we really wanted to give them something that, you know, we see them in church sometimes trying to figure out where stuff is. So hopefully at the end of the year, May, when we kick into next summer, they'll be able to just know it because they got it in their head and they know the, about where it is in their Bible. So That is really cool. We, we did not break it down by, by Pentateuch and history and stuff. I love that. That is way cool. But we did the same thing as far as teaching them the, the, the books of the Bible because it was almost shameful how bad kids were that had been raised in church on finding a book. I mean, they didn't have yeah. any concept of where it was in the Bible. And that, that was on us. I, I felt like we really missed something bad. It's so, Well, it's one of those things that it's so easy to look over, I think, because we take it for granted. Yeah, um, we do. When, once you've been in church for a while, you kind of take all of that for granted. And it's kind of something that you know. And so, teaching it diligently to the kids is something we've got to be real yeah. mindful of, I guess. We got to, we got to keep it top of mind because it, because we know it and yeah. we think then they know it by osmosis or something. You know, that's a, that's something that, that I think a lot of people, us very much included struggle with is you have both that, that kid that has never walked into the church before coming off your bus. They've never opened a Bible, likely zero church background. And then you have a kid that's 10 years old, been raised in this, slept under a pew. You know, they, they, they've been there, done that. And yes. we're trying to connect with both of those at the same time. And you're, you're trying to bridge that gap of not boring the church kids, but not talking over the head of that first timer as well. And so we're, we're trying to walk Absolutely. that fine line. Um, but, but. What I was leading up to is sometimes with even church kids, there is a responsibility, and this is where I, 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 I definitely want you to weigh in on this, on the parent as to 
to do a job, you know, teach them diligently under thy children. And I know that's to us as Sunday school teachers, but there's also a responsibility to the parent. Right. And so we're just assuming that some of that's happening. <laughs> you know, parents are, are doing things at home. You know, you're not just letting them play video games the whole time and shoving them to us on Sundays and hoping that we're going to get them where they're supposed to be. Um, but I have found that unfortunately that doesn't always happen. And right. So we do have to go back to basics many times. Like this is the Bible. This is the old Testament. This is the new Testament. It's how it's broken up. And this is how to find the book of Acts because they don't know. And it's, it, it's, it's shameful, but it's true. Yeah, absolutely. And life is busy, right? For every, yeah. every one of and us. I, I, I'm sorry. Yeah. I did not, I'm not putting parents on blast here. <laughs> oh no. Yeah. I, okay. I, I, I get you. I totally get it. I've got, uh, well, my kids are all teenagers now, but I, well, I guess two of them are in their twenties, but uh, I'm getting old. Uh, but yeah, so I understand, like, I totally understand it from both perspectives. I've been and I and I'm the Sunday school leader and you know, how much of that do I do at home? So, I mean, it's, it's absolutely. And I think the more we can give those weekly challenges, like what you're doing, or, um, I've, I've seen some start to do like weekly devotional type things, which is amazing. We have a annual Bible reading that we, uh, challenge all of our church. We have two of them now. Uh, we've done it for years. And then the last couple of years, we've added one for kids and youth. So it's like a daily Bible reading where you kind of go through the Bible in a year. Now, for the kids, they're not necessarily going to read Genesis 1-1 all the way through Revelation 20, 21, 22, whatever it is. Um, so we picked a couple years ago, we just picked, uh, I think it was like a chapter a day or something like that, Monday through Friday, put it on the calendar, made a little, just a little pamphlet. Uh, and handed those out at the beginning of the year. And then the first year we did it, we actually challenged the kids, any of the kids 12 and under that did it and brought their completed thing back to, to myself or to pastor. Uh, we, <laughs> we gave them a $50 bill, every kid that did it so for the cool. year. And so it was just a little thing to get the word into them every day of the week. And so we've, we've kept that going now for a few years and, uh, we're, we just, printing them up for 2024, get them, get them going again. I love that. And so and this, so, so we actually went from a chapter or so a day to shorter passages because the first year was, was a little overwhelming for the, the younger ones. So, um, but we just did it kind of topically this last year and it was, uh, five or six verses or, or passages. So it was pretty manageable. Is that something you'd be willing to share as well? I'm not just trying to yeah. steal all your stuff, but this is <laughs> great stuff. I love what you're doing. Yeah. Um, so how how are you not not giving accountability on that, but is it something that you're I, I guess I've noticed that if we do a challenge, say at the beginning of the year, we're gonna do this this challenge, or if I don't bring it up all the time, kids forget that we ever did the challenge. So how are you keeping that fresh in their their minds on a week to week basis? We we do. So we don't talk about it necessarily weekly, but every little while, of course, in January, you know, just like all habits, New Year's, you have all these great uh, energy around it. But then a few few months down the road, it will wane a little bit. And so sure. I, just personally, what I do is I'll set a reminder in my Gmail to pop back up. And then I just mention it to some, you know, and I may not do it to everybody. 
Um, but it may be mentioned, you know, when I'm up there making some announcement about something else, just kind of a reminder. And, and I use my Gmail account a lot for those types of things, Google tasks and stuff like that to, to where uh, I can set my reminder and then not necessarily have it on top of mind. But then three months down the road, when it pops into my inbox, I'm like, oh, yeah, I've got to bring that up. I love that. And I, I am a, a definite uh, Google fiend as well. I, I, I use their, their Google Docs and calendars and Gmail. I used to just text myself reminders. Uh-huh. Um, and then I thought, there's got to be a better way. So I just Google Tasks has been my thing for this whole year. I love it. I've been using Trello quite a bit. Uh, it has a lot of plugins and neat stuff, but uh, it's it's outside of the the Google <laughs> sphere, so it doesn't tie in well. But it's it's a pretty yeah pretty decent reminder. I was part. using a different app and it didn't tie in well, so then I just okay, I let me it. figure this out. I love it. I love it. I love it. So, uh, do you have personally? Do you teach on a week to week basis, or are I- you just heading it all up? Now I'm just heading it all up. Um, I did teach for years and, and I'll just to be very, very transparent the last month or so I've been like itching to, to do more. <laughs> and I don't know if it's just listening to, you know, being in the group and seeing what everybody's doing. I'm like, you know what? It's been way too long since my kids here have seen giraffe and that's my puppet that, uh, he comes up and he's a, he's a giraffe with a very short neck and he, he messes up Bible stories. Every Bible story he reads has an animal in it, whether it did in the Bible or not. Oh, and, I am uh, loving this. Okay. Yeah, tell tell us more. Tell us more. I love giraffe already. He is just, uh, he's, he messes it all up. He did the creation one time. He, well, David and Goliath is David and the gorillas. <laughs> and, <laughs> and yeah, yeah. Goliath or, or the gorilla, um, yeah, his his name was Kong, and he grabbed uh, Saul, and or he grabbed Saul's daughter Michael, and climbed a building, and David had to go and uh, save Michael and get the woman, you know, and uh, and then yeah, he did creation and and went through all of that and just messes it all up, and then of course somebody's got to be there to put him straight and get, get oh the oh my goodness, so how, right how are you? Like behind the curtain, or are you using him kind of as a ventriloquist style puppet, or how how are you doing him? Yeah, so usually I do use some kind of um, puppet stage or curtain or something like that. Um, but and I'm not anywhere near a ventriloquist, but I have found that I don't need a stage because as long as you're moving giraffe going, nobody is paying attention to my lips. Uh, and and the ones that do say, "Well, that's you," well then. Yeah, of course it's me. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's just, uh, yeah, it's it's been fun. I, puppets, I I love puppets. So yeah, giraffe is coming back to kids church near you. <laughs> I love that. So there's there's different people that I've seen do something very similar. Brother Jason Ashley just did a service for us back when we were in Tennessee, and it, it was he had a I can't remember his character, but it was a kind of ventriloquist style. And he does pretty well, but you can tell it's him. Who cares? I mean, I right. know it's him. And within 30 seconds, I'm lost in it. I love it. I'm, I'm all in. Same with, uh, you know who Carl Bastian is? The guy that does Kidology? Yeah. Kidology, yes. The guy's yeah. fabulous. I love his stuff. Um, but he, you know, he has his puppet Gus. And yep. I thought, this guy's been doing this for 30 years. He's probably the world's greatest ventriloquist. And I am not downplaying his skills, okay? Right. 
he's not that great. I mean, as far mm-hmm. as his mouth, I can right. see it's clear that it's him. It doesn't matter. It That's doesn't exactly matter. Right. But I have this weird. That's where I got that from, actually. Is, oh, did you? Yep. Kidology. I love it. Forever I, love it. I followed him. And, his uh, his yeah. podcast, you guys haven't heard them. You just got to listen to them. I'm telling you, every time I'm making notes, I'm like, this guy's amazing. I yeah. just wish he had the truth. Ah, oh, it's just so yeah, sad. Yeah, way back in 2000, my wife and I, we went to his Kidology University in Chicago. Um, and it was it was great back then. And it, It's top-notch, top-notch. Yeah. yeah, and so I have this, this weird self-conscious that if the kids can tell it's me, then it's not good enough. That's a joke. I, I, I've got, I've got to get over that. I mean, I've, I've already like, I've wrote this down and said it a million times, but, uh, for me, the enemy of getting stuff done is because I think it has to be done perfect. That just, that's actually, yeah, just get it that, done. Just get uh, something, something done. That's me. good is done. It's better than something that's perfect. That never gets completed. That's right. Yeah. Uh, like this, this podcast, that, I have a bad, exactly, bad I, camera right now with you. Um, and That's I was like, I haven't done a podcast yet. I, <laughs> I want it perfect. I'm in the same boat. I cannot be critical in the least because I do it for everything. And I'm finally getting to the point where I just don't care. People, yeah, I mean, quality up to a point. I think, I think there's a lot of diminishing returns. Like if it's really bad, no one's going to watch it. Right. But once it's good enough, people don't care. They don't care if it's professional quality past a certain point. So it's just, I think you're wasting your time and money. And just, just get it done. And I, that's, yeah. that's where I'm at. I, I don't know if you heard the most recent podcast we put out and I wasn't trying to be like modeling on it, but I'm just like, I'm, I'm to the point in life that I have a list of things I want to get done before I die <laughs> and yeah. I've got to get them done. And I'm, I'm still think myself as a young man, but I've, I've wasted too much time. We just got to get some of this stuff done where people can, can take it and run with it, especially our church. So, like if we take ourselves out of this. Will our Sunday school be as good as it is now? It better be better, I hope. Yeah, one of the things that uh, on that on that train of thought, one of the things how I actually found you and what you do is years and years and years and years ago now, I wanted to do a place it's that frustration where you can't find stuff uh to object lessons and and things like, you know, just stories, object lessons, a lot like what kidology is, but apostolic. Yes, sir. And so I was going to start one and I went looking and sure enough, I found apostolic Sunday school.com. Interesting. That's <laughs> why so you, you had that. And I was like, Oh good. He's, it's here. It's, it's taken care of. And so, uh, I never did like, you have a way where we can submit things to you. I think on there. Yes, sir. So when you go to the first page, there's a big red button and you can upload videos and text or whatever. Um, and we've I had a few people to do it. use it. <laughs> well, I'd I'd love for you to. Um, I I, I want to take. This is where I'm 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 out with the whole apostolic Sunday school thing. I want to make it a point, a, a place that everyone can contribute. That no one really has ownership of it. Where where I don't want them to think that I'm trying to take this or I'm not. I just want it out there. I just want it right. in the public domain so churches can have access to it. And if that's why I've, I've said several times, like if I can take it out of apostolic Sunday school and make it, I don't know, I like a nameless, like where, where my name's not on it. I don't care, but I can contribute to it and someone manages it and we can just shove the information to it and they collate it and put it into the index. That's all I want. 
And the, and yeah, there's so much that happens out there that we don't know about, you know? <clears throat> oh, it drives uh, me nuts. Oklahoma Every City. church is so good. Yeah, yeah. Shawnee, Oklahoma, Henrietta, Oklahoma. A lot of these places, um, they do amazing things and nobody will ever hear about, Yep. ever hear about it. And, and they, they just, yeah, I wish, I wish that we could somehow, some way make it where everything is shareable, just like that. Like, and I wish it was easy. I wish, I wish it was a snap of a, of a finger or the blink of an eye and it's just not, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Part of the impetus for me putting that submission thing on the, on the website. And I had to spend some decent money on that job form, um, subscription to make it where you could upload videos and stuff, um, to try to make it easy, to try to make it easy for people. The, the reason that came about is like you said, there's all these churches you just named. And in our local area, there's churches that are just fabulous. And every right. Sunday, you know, we were doing stuff that we were excited about. And every church does that. If all of these churches across the nation and beyond shared just one thing that right. they did really well that week, it doesn't have to be shared well. You don't have to even record it. You can record yourself talking about it after the fact and just post it into a public forum that everybody can say, Oh, that's a great idea. I'm using that next Sunday. Just one piece. If we could get like a hundred churches to commit every single Sunday, I'm going to share one thing that happened. And that's, that was the impetus for our podcast, that weekly recap we do. If nothing else, if nobody else is getting stuff out of it, I can go back a year later and I can listen to my own podcast and say, Oh, that's what we did on that. That is what I love about it too, is there's always something that I take out of it. Um, I think, you know, and I think the sister said a couple of weeks ago, she said they listen so they feel normal. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> That's so right. I don't know of a perfect yeah. Sunday, but uh, oh, man. Yeah. And then your curriculum announcement. I can't wait. Oh, I am pumped about that. I'm excited. Yeah. I'm so excited. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that, that, that you share that same I wouldn't call it frustration, but that desire for everybody to contribute your best into a pot that people can pull from. And again, I don't care who owns the pot, brother. If you would right. run the website, I will shovel stuff to you. <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> I just want it out there. And I just want to know that when that person, you know, like God forbid, if I were to fall off the scene tomorrow, that I want it to live on. I don't want it to right. be dependent on on me being here. So anyway, yeah. uh, enough, enough of that soapbox, <laughs> but, but yeah, that's, that's where I'm at. Yes, sir. Um, would you mind sharing about that, that kids revival, that kids service that you guys just yeah. had and just kind kids of the crusade. details of how you make it happen annual, I suppose is that a one, once a year thing. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah. And it started, Probably around 2009, 2010 with a back to school bash where we went out and just got a bunch of uh, back to school supplies, wanted to do an outreach, get our routes fired up. Um, and so we did a back to school bash. That's how we started it. We gave out a bunch of school supplies. We had the whole Sunday just geared towards kids and Sunday. We did Sunday school type deal in the sanctuary. And then afterward, we went out, played on bouncies, ate, ate sandwiches or whatever i think we did like brown bag school lunch type thing um that year and and gave out the school supplies and just had a good time and then since then it's just clicked every year we've done something now we moved it because august in oklahoma 100 110 degrees it's too much out there on a bounce house um 
Yes, sir. So we moved it. And then each year we just, we moved it to the first weekend in October, last of September, somewhere right around there. I've pretty much settled on the first weekend of October is our kids crusade. Nice. And that's, that's a sacrifice because it's hunting opening season for hunting. So (laughs) we, I hear about it every year now, but, um, yeah, so we just take a Sunday and it's all geared towards the kids and it's a huge Sunday school effort, but it's a huge church effort. Uh, everybody comes together. It's just awesome to see the teamwork. Um, it's, it's historically been the number one or number two service attendance wise of the year pretty wow. much since then. That's and, incredible. Um, yeah, I think our record was somewhere over 500. 530 or something like that but pretty much we run around 325 to 350 for the kids crusade week and everybody gets behind it um you know we've got i've got kind of my my crew that leads up the kitchen leads up the after afterward um the games and the volunteers for who's going to man these bouncies to make sure everybody's safe um and we start planning that pretty early. Every year we say we're going to plan it early. And then, you know, <laughs> the later oh, we Oh, boy, get. do I know how that happens. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, again, Google calendars. We put it on the calendar and we're like, oh, yeah, we did not do that yet. <laughs> so, uh, but I usually pull uh, about three or four or five uh, Sunday school teachers to help me plan it. And we pick a theme and then we build everything around the theme. So, this year was the candy. Um, we just had like a candy explosion up there. We decorate the, the foyer, we decorate the sanctuary, we decorate first the class, fellowship hall. By the way, I'm about to get interrupted. School's letting out and I'm in my office. My kids are going to break in here guaranteed in the next 60 seconds. So awesome. Uh, I'm just going to let it roll. So <laughs> I'm sorry. Go ahead. So, uh, no candy worries. and they posted some pictures in there. In fact, my daughter's calling me right now. Um, yeah, I'll try to post those in the notes as well uh, off the WhatsApp chat, unless you have some others that you'd like to share. Um, so what does that format look like? Yeah, so we um, we start promoting it early. We have a contest and then we have. So on the day of what we what we do is usually, again, service will start at one o'clock. So at about 1230, I don't really want the, the flood of kids getting here too, too early. So I say to our routes you get them here starting at 12 30 and from 12 30 to 1 or 12 50 um we'll have some games set up out back where they can just play different games based on the themes so like um when it was the underwater theme we had like the duck pond type of thing with the kiddie pool and you pick up the duck get a prize uh games like that um we had a we had underwater last year and so it was really fun with those pre-games because we had a walk the plank type that's of so deal. funny we did underwater last year for ours really we really did whoa but you didn't do candy this year huh? we did not no ours well, is in february oh. so it's coming up we might cool. we just steal your ideas every year we're, we're after <laughs> <There> you, you. <laughs> so yeah we have those little stations out back where we play the games beforehand and then uh yeah when the lights come on after pre-service prayer we'll open up the sanctuary for the kids to come in usually we'll have music going um yeah, we there's the knock. There's the knock. They're here. <laughs> hey, says I'm on a podcast. I'll I'll come out in just a minute. Okay. I knew it was coming. That's <laughs> it's awesome. three o'clock. School let out. I'm sorry, brother. I didn't mean to interrupt. Oh, you're good. And then uh, yeah, so we kick off with a countdown. 
um, about somewhere between five and two minutes before time to one o'clock, we start the countdown, get all the kids going and counting down with us. And then we kick it off uh, with some kind of song or puppet song or whatever. We do our tithing offering and then we just turn it loose to have a good Holy Ghost time. And um, yeah, we'll try to work in puppets or characters. Usually we'll have some kind of goofy character um, to tie in with the theme. We've had like the underwater, we had a, a fish, just a giant fish. We found one of those big fish pillows from like Bass Pro Shops and cut it out to where um, one of the young people could wear it. And so they were a big fish through the whole thing. Or in the, uh, we did a space theme. So we had an alien costume. That is so funny. We did space two years ago. What on earth? That, I, we're, that not, been we're not what stalking it was, you guys. I promise. <laughs> we really did. It was just a few years ago. It was pretty, My it word. was out of this world, is what we, what we called it. I love and, it. Uh, so, yeah, we'll have a character and then we have, you know, church and have fun. And then after afterward, uh, we go out and play again on the bouncies and eat. And we'll try to, you know, theme the food if we can. This year we went with burgers and hot dogs because um, we couldn't just eat candy out there. <laughs> we thought about having a big, long candy bar. Uh, but, yeah, so. That is really cool. Um, we do the same thing and I love that, that you do it with the whole church in front of the church. I think that's a great opportunity that some people miss, you know, they'll have a children's weekend or a children's revival. And sometimes it's still on the back burner a little bit, maybe in a, a separate area or a separate class. And so the church doesn't get to see the kids being the focus. And I think they're, uh, a church that experiences it once genuinely loves it. Uh, it's very rare oh, yeah. for the elders of our church after one of those uh, children's weekends that we do, uh, just to not say I had so much fun today. I everybody, really enjoyed yeah. that. Everybody's yeah. there and everybody's involved in it. Like it is not uh, just Sunday school teachers praying or just Sunday school teachers putting it together. It's we're all just doing it together, and it, it's been awesome. It's been amazing. I love. As it. a matter yeah. of fact, this year. One person who's always been kind of leading one area of it for me, uh, I just scaled that area back so he wasn't doing that. And he was like, hey, what what can I do? You need me to do a puppet then? What what can I do? Because I need to do something. And and that's just the way Kids Crusade is for us. It's it's our big event. It's our big thing. We that's love it. That's so cool. We used to do ours in uh, the first week of November. Uh, here it's not we don't have harsh winters. So right. <clears throat> that timing was fine, except that it's just a real busy time of year for us. So yes. October 31st, we have a big harvest fest. Um, and it's, it's a, it's a big enough focus where it like, I mean, it just overwhelms the church. Like the, the setup takes months. I mean, not, not the setup part, but the preparation and getting recruits right. and volunteers and staffing and then putting it all away takes a week after. And then like immediately after we had our kids crusade and it was like, Oh my word, we're going to kill ourselves. So we bumped <laughs> it. We literally looked at the calendar and what is the deadest time of the year? Cause as you know, summers are bonkers. Like when kids right. got out of school with all the camps and everything, it's just, a, it's horrible. Uh, so we did it in February. So we're doing ours every year in February, which is, which is, if there's a dead time in an apostolic church, which there's not, but right. the, the more, more dead time, that's when we moved it. So we could give it its full concentration. And I, I love how human you are, brother. Like you said, you, you make up your mind that next year, we're not going to get caught off guard. We're going to be 
preemptive brother. I have told myself that for years and every year it still sneaks up on me. I don't care how many reminders I set. I don't care how many oh, notes yeah. I write. It doesn't matter. Every year it's like, oh, it's three days from now. Ah, my hair's on fire and I'm running around like a maniac. That's <laughs> so, right. Oh, that's part of Google it. Google Task, man. That's that's what has saved me this year for sure. Google Task is more of a a, a, a an element of guilt. Of just <laughs> like the, it smacks me with guilt. Uh, like, yeah, I'm glad I, there's not I, a tracker on on how many times you move the date back because that's what I do. I just did it a minute ago. I love it. I love it. Just keep bumping it. Just keep hitting that snooze button. Yeah, that's uh, going to come back up Monday. I'll get to it then. I promise. I love it. Uh, it makes me so happy to see people that are doing what you're doing and are successful at it and having a, a happening church and to see that there's a human side to it. It really does. It makes makes everybody listening to this podcast know that, uh, you know, there's, life's life you still, you still get yeah. busy we're yeah. all in it together all in it together i love that yes sir so roughly how many kids do you have on an average sunday that you're dealing with on that uh i guess well just in total i and, guess yeah an average sunday um we we were running 40 ish and then it's bumped up to 60 and then the last well since our kids crusade we've actually been in the Upper seventies to nineties. That's awesome. That's so, so it's, cool. It's really good. Really, really good to see that growth. And I'm kind of I'm the church nerd. I keep track of the attendance, so it's something that I I look at all the time. It. And it just, you know, it's not about the numbers, but it is. It, those it, numbers represent souls that we. That's can, right. Well, here's we the have. other. Here's my my son walking in. We're doing a podcast, bud. Uh, just give me a few minutes. We're almost done. We're going on outreach right now. We're going on bus outreach as soon as yeah, we're done here. I heard so that's how you guys and and you do that with uh, I guess some of the young young folks, right? Young people. Yeah. So the uh, usually it's my 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 own kids and then our my niece and nephew or not my niece and nephew my two nephews sometimes my nieces uh, that all attend the Christian school here. And if they're able to come on Saturday, we'll go on outreach on Saturday. But just to give them a second option, because sometimes Saturdays are busy, we'll meet on you know right after school uh, on Wednesday or Thursday, and we'll go out. So I was supposed to do it yesterday, and anyway, life happened. We had a dentist appointment, and it got bumped. So anyway, part of it. Uh, yeah, that's that's awesome though. Midweek midweek type uh, outreach is really good because I think. That's that's what route ministry is really like. That to me is the key. Number one, route ministry is the key. Number two, if you're gonna have a good route ministry, you gotta visit them. You gotta connect with them. And uh, you guys sure. seem to do just an awesome job of that. And it is always a challenge. So finding those other times, other than just Saturday, is is really something that I've taken away from listening to you guys too. Well, really great. we, yeah, it's it's. I've I've been really harping on outreach with our team and then I'm gone on weekend. So what am I going to do? I, I can't be that hypocrite. That's like you go on outreach and then I don't show. So I had to, I did it for myself, kind of a selfish motive more than anything. I was like, I, if I'm not going on a Saturday, I am going to find somewhere else in the week that I still go. And so I don't, I can't that's tell so these good. kids to do something. I don't. So, um, so you have, uh, volunteers, uh, both for the children's church and then for the when you break out into classes, roughly how many volunteers or I don't know, do you have a ratio you shoot for kids to adults or is it just what you uh, have? So, so each class has two um, and we actually rotate um, this year. We did each quarter. 
So first and third quarter, we had a set of teachers. Second and fourth quarter, we had another set of teachers. So they would rotate. So if we had six classes, it's 12 per quarter. Uh, and then two in kids' church. We just kicked kids' church off uh, in September. Uh, we kicked that back off because we were missing it for a while. And um, so, yeah, about 14 volunteers a week for that, two on each of the vans um, that we have. And, yeah, I mean, that's pretty much what we run. So that's an interesting question that I get asked occasionally and that we had come up in our church as well is rotating teachers. How often do you do that? Do you do that? Um, I remember, and I'm, I got to be, I'm walking on some careful ground here. So I'm being purposely coy. There was a time when I was a teacher and I loved it. I'm telling you, like, I, I just, it, I was obsessed by it. Well, then we had someone tell us we're rotating you out for six months and someone else is taking your spot, bro. It was like getting slapped. I'm like, yeah. you're what? Yeah, we're, we're going to have other people. I'm like, what did I do wrong? I, I really felt like I messed up. I must That's have. such a good, yes, sir. And, and so, good point. well, to, to me at the time, I remember just like getting, you know, cold water dumped on me and, and, and going, and, and I wasn't tattling to pastor. Okay. But pastor just happened to be my dad. And I was like, Hey, I'm not the only one feeling this way. I, 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 I just. Like maybe we should talk about this before we just, you know, kick people out that are really excited about yeah. it. And for that particular group, now there were some that were super excited. They're like, yes, finally I get, to, I get to get out I of here. I want a break. Exactly. And, and so I, I, that's why I'm saying I'm trying to walk that fine line of some people need it. Some people don't want it. Right. How do you deal with that? I'm curious. Here's, here's what we did. So we were basically full-time all the time for a long time, like years. That's how we did it. And then we get to thinking about that and we have adult breakout classes sometimes during our Sunday school time and our teachers would miss that. So they couldn't yep. go to the marriage class or the financial class or the whatever class was going on, the end times class. And so we wanted to solve that. And so our solution was rotating. And then what you just said, exactly. We've got some just amazing people and they didn't want a break. They didn't need a break, but we gave them a break and um, they felt the exact same way. And so what we've done, so 2024, here's what we're doing now um, for this next year. I asked our teachers individually, uh, confidentially, did you, what do you prefer? Do you prefer a break? Do you prefer to go to the classes or do you just want me to let you teach? And so I've got three or four of them that in 2024 are going to be year round. They're going to be with their class and the rest of them we will break up. And next year we're going to do six on six off. So we'll do the first half of the year, Q1 and two with one set and Q2 and four with the other set. And then that breaks up kind of our quarters because, you know, the summer quarter, super hard vacations, camps, those kinds of things. And then the fourth quarter is the same way. So that's why we did it uh, first and second quarter, third and fourth quarter. That's so interesting. those more challenging times are split I up like between that. the two of them. I like so. that going to the teachers and letting them give, give their feedback. I think that's great. I think that's great. Um, I think part of it does depend on first couple things. I want to walk carefully here for sure is your pastor has the ultimate final say. 
Absolutely. So if yes, pastor sir. says that's what we're doing, that's what we're doing. But but that decision at that time hadn't come from him. That was just someone that was trying to trying to help people. And I get it. It was all right. well meaning. Nobody was out to get anybody. Okay. Absolutely. Um, so with that caveat said, um, I think that there is is a a, a time and place for that. Um, and our our setup of our services is different. We we kind of have an old style service setup where we have a ten to eleven Sunday school and then an eleven to twelve worship. And so, if you teach, doesn't necessarily mean you miss anything except there is an adult uh, session going on at the same time. Um, so that conflict that you mentioned is just something. It's a dynamic we don't we don't have. And right. and, and so, I think every church has to make their own. Yeah, you just gotta gotta walk with <laughs> with very carefully, and and oh, we just do the best we can. That's all we can yep. do. Yeah, and and there really isn't like a right or wrong. Yep, you know the yes, sir. there's not a Acts chapter five says you got to have Sunday school this way. Uh, it's not. It's just not in the book. So I love we, you saying that. That makes me so happy. I actually uh, have done some training deals at some different churches. And I started off by saying, I want you to know what I'm saying is not the only way to do stuff. That's right. I try to make that so clear. Cause I, I, it, it kind of drives me nuts when people come in with that. Our way is the only way. Yes. If you don't do it this way, you're missing out on things. And, and I was listening to a podcast of people that had really good information. They really did. They weren't apostolic, but they were, it was a children's ministry podcast. It was just kind of the whole attitude of, you know, pay us twenty four ninety nine and be like us sort of thing. And you can buy our package and, and one day you can become great like we are. I, it turned me off so hard from these people. I'm like, man, there are so many ways to do the exact same thing. And I go to different churches and they are having effective Sunday school and they're not doing it our way, but right. it's still working well. And so I, anyway, I just love, I love the way you temper that with, there are so many ways to do the same thing. In fact, the older I get, the more gray I see in the methods of teaching, not the message, not, not right. what we're teaching, but in it the methods, just, there are so exactly many different right. ways. So I love that. That's so good. Brother, you have been, what a blessing, 50, 54 minutes in, and I feel like we could go another hour. In fact, I'd yeah, love we to could. do I this again. I think we could talk forever. I, I've so enjoyed getting to know you and learning more about your Sunday school. And uh, I hope this won't be the last time we get to pick your brain. Absolutely. Thank you for all that you, you've been doing, man. It's, it's amazing. It's great. Thank you. It's all selfish motivation. I want your information. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. No, <laughs> well, we want yours. So we'll keep listening. Oh, I love it. There's just, there's so much out there. And I think there's uh, a, a, a deficit of apostolic content out there and we just can't get enough of it. We just got to keep producing it until, until we can uh, catch up. And anyway, I'm excited. God bless you, brother. Thank you again Amen. for coming on. And uh, so this will probably be out next week in the place of our typical podcast or maybe parallel it or something. I might put it out sooner. I might put it out in between. I'm not sure. But again, thank you again. Appreciate you so much coming on. I've rung the bell, so I'll, I'll get the notification when it comes out. You're awesome. All right, brother. Well, God bless. And we'll talk to you soon. Thank you. We'll see you later. Bye.